And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. DirecTV gives you access to apps like Netflix and live sports right next to each other. I don't get it. Let me put it in pigeon terms. It's like that one amazing dumpster with the old fruit and cardboard all in one place. How am I supposed to keep up with illustrative metaphors when you are making me so hungry? Get live TV and streaming apps together without a satellite. Visit directtv.com. Requires high-speed internet-connected Gemini device and separate paid subscription to watch Netflix on DirecTV. Terms and restrictions apply. Welcome to the Athletic MBA Show. Monday through Friday. On the Athletic Podcast Network. And we are back. Post-election. The Hoops Adjacent edition of the Athletic NBA Show. I'm David Aldridge in D.C. D.C. was exhaling a little bit this weekend, if you know what I'm saying. And inhaling as well, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Waz, I couldn't go down. Waz, I wanted to go downtown to join in with, with, the, with the people celebrating a little bit on Saturday. But a couple of things. You know, first of all, young people without masks on. I can't, I can't rock with that right now. <laughs> and, and, and the folks were celebrating in, in major ways. <laughs> <laughs> and I just can't hang like I used to in that particular area. So. <laughs> right, 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 right. Willie, the Willie Nelson days of past. Exactly. You know, you I, know. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> just can't do it. I get it. So, so what was what was uh, what was Cali like uh, on Saturday and Sunday as the results came in? So I was actually in Las Vegas. For, oh, damn. Uh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. When you get to be my age, David, every single week there's a freaking wedding. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and so a, a couple of friends of mine, they were actually supposed to have some huge Armenian blowout extravaganza right. this weekend here in California. But they, obviously they had to cancel, right? Like they had 500 guests confirmed, yeah. something crazy like that. And so what they decided to do was to do something much smaller with the bridal party in um, Las Vegas. It was uh, 16 of us. Um, we went and did um, the the Elvis impersonator, the, <laughs> right. you know, the shotgun wedding chapel thing, then went to dinner. So I was in Vegas for that. Um, and yeah, on Saturday when the election became quote-unquote official – um, they were, I didn't see much of it in Vegas. Okay. Um, but I know people who were in New York with all of my family and friends in New York said it was, it was insane. I know downtown LA, yeah. um, went crazy. Um, Vegas was calm, although I did see a guy in the wind hotel with a shirt that said, I survived Corona and the Clintons. I wasn't really sure what to do with that one, but I did see that one. Maybe it's not those Clintons. You never party with George Clinton before? You know what I'm saying? That that is a survival. Uh, That's the dulcet tones of one of our two guests this week. We're going to do a little drafting. Marcus Thompson joins us and John Krasinski joins us. Fellas, what's happening? What's going on, man? We're just, I mean, I, I feel like I, I slept so hard Saturday night. I don't even, I don't even mind telling you. <laughs> I ain't slept like that in months, maybe years. You know what I'm saying? Like it was the sleep of the dead. Like I was just out and I woke up so refreshed on Sunday morning. I don't know. It was, uh, <laughs> whoo, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. I'll just say that. <laughs> How's everybody holding up? How was uh, how was everyone's post election? Uh, you're in a well. Wait, you're both in safe states, so you didn't have any any chaos in your. No, we were done early. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah, we were done early. Our, there was quite a party out on the streets here that night. And, um, and yeah, I, I don't know, but like, I don't know how you guys feel, but I, I'm still waiting on this thing. Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, I know what it all looks like, but until the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed, man, um, I'm, I'm still just watching it pretty closely here. Yeah. No, nah, we, 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 we went in in the town. <laughs> going down. It was going down. Funny part was, I, uh, you know, I, oh. we were working out in the park in Oakland. Yeah, and it's like eight a.m. Right? Yeah. So we we in there being abused by this trainer, and next thing you know, like we're in a big park too, and literally something we was like, you just heard a bunch of people screaming, and it's like eight thirty in the morning. Right. So we're like, right, right. what the heck happened? And then during the break, we checked our phones. It was like, oh, they called the election. We was like, that's what the screen was like. <laughs> it was like wild. It was like, we were just like regular neighborhood and everybody started screaming. And then by the time we ended driving home, yo, it was great. I was like, yo, wow, people really out here, which is surprising. You know, like I get, I mean, to be honest, I get why the white people were celebrating. <laughs> I'm like, but us, black people feel like you should have a little bit more precaution, right? Right. right. Like right. We, we ain't quite out the woods yet. No, yeah. like, but well. I, I could understand it just because, you know, Kamala's in Oakland. She's from, right. she's from the Bay, right? So I could, I yeah, could yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I could see them being a little, being a little excited about that. I so. mean, um, yeah, but you know, you know, I'm not going to speak ill of Kamala, but you know, yeah, she has a relationship not, not, with not, the not Bay. Not today, not today, not today. She, she has a relationship with the Bay. I you know what I'm saying? There's some, the there's black some, people of some the Bay. complications. I understand. I got you. I got you. I got and, you. And I know, and, and John, I don't know if you're going to be able to relate to this one, but man, the, the freaking... HBCU stomped the yard oh, man. crowd. They went crazy this weekend. Oh my <laughs> oh, goodness! I Yo, I was done when I I, tur- I turned on the TV and uh, MSNBC was on, and there was a black woman on there, and her background, you know, like she put the virtual AKA background. Oh, I was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, we on cable news. Oh, I, here, right? <laughs> you can't talk. Look, you can't talk to nobody from Howard like for a oh, year, man. just a year minimum. <laughs> You just can't yeah, say I, nothing. <laughs> I know we're not going to hear the the end of this. I don't know if are, are either of you guys um um part of the fraternity, the Greek stuff, the Black Greek I stuff. Not. I spent my entire college. I spent my entire college journalism career ripping them in the newspaper. Was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it was real simple for me? I would go. Wait a minute. Didn't we just spend the last hundred years? To stop being branded, didn't that? <laughs> Yo, like we want I mean, to get away from part, that shit, right? <laughs> listen, like I, I'm telling y'all, I'm, I, this is a confession. I didn't know anything about Greek culture until I got to college. Yeah. We ain't got none of that stuff in the Bay. Right. Like, like, oh, we had it. I just didn't know it. You know, yeah. what's so funny because I'm not Black American. Like yeah. my family is immigrants. Like they obviously, I wouldn't have learned from them. And all of my family members who ended up going to college were first generation people like me. Mm-hmm. So like, I definitely was like, y'all went into college naked uh, as far as my knowledge about this, and it was like the most coolest thing you could do. And I was like, all right, so what are the requirements? Again? <laughs> and I said, oh, oh, hell no. <laughs> Here's how I learned about it. Here's how I learned about it. You're in the dorms, right? Uh-huh. And there's this um no disrespect. He ended up being he ended up being our homie too. But you see this guy, this little person, and he's carrying 
like first he brings like a couch and he's dragging it across <laughs> into his apartment. Bro, first it was a, like a, a like a chair, like one of them Ottoman chairs, mm-hmm. and then it was a couch. And we're like, yo, what 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 is happening? And so we go to help him, yeah. and he's like, no, 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 don't help me. I, I got to do it by myself. Right. And I'm, I'm confused, yo. I have no idea what's going on. They like, oh, he he pledging or something like yeah, that. Yeah. I was like, I don't, oh, I don't understand. But yeah, they, so they was like, yeah, you got to move this whole apartment by yourself. <laughs> so this idea that you had to be humiliated to kick it no, with people, no, I was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Nah, that's gonna, be, that's gonna be a hard no for me. <laughs> the, the Divine Nine had a field day this weekend, and mm. I'll just say that uh, so that we John, can, you know. John, are you a frat guy? Or did you do? No, I'm not. See, so like that's the thing. Like you know, from the outside looking in, I see you got to jump through all these hoops and take all this abuse to get into the club. But it seems like, again, it seems like the black fraternities, like you might go through all that and you say, Hey, this might, was actually a little bit worth it. Like it's pretty, you know, it's, it's they, they carry here. a lot like, of pride with it. Absolutely. Yeah. But, but like, I'll say like, who's still doing it so. from the white side, like I, I would go to some of those white frat parties and mm-hmm. stuff every once in a while in college. I'd be like, man, I don't want nothing to do with any of this. <laughs> this is the lamest shit ever. Like, you know, like that's, that's it. So, so there, I, once again, a little divide in, in the experience on, on the color barrier, but yeah. Uh, yeah. To, to America's John. Yeah, <laughs> there's definitely some value in it in the black in the black culture. There's definitely some sure. many people get jobs because of that. You get know, jobs and then like, you know, and I've gotten a spiel from a couple of my friends about well, these were the first fraternal orders of people who first got allowed to go to school in America and Martin Luther King and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds good. But y'all signed, y'all signed on the dotted line to get girls. Get the fuck out of here. Right. I was going in because I was, man, I was so self-righteous in college. You know, I was like, you guys are supposed to be about the community. Like, you're supposed to But all y'all doing is partying and getting drunk and, you know what I'm saying? And, like, I was just like, you guys are not uplifting your ideals. I was killing um, They hated me. Man, you were one of those. No, it's, it's, I was. I was that dude. It was real simple. Wait, y'all, y'all gonna brand me? Oh hell no, <laughs> yeah. nah, 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 cause Mm-mm. I got problems. With, we keloid up as it is. No, 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 no. Yeah, the white frat boys just wear the push broom hairstyles and, and a backward hat. So <laughs> let's bring Da into the conversation here. Welcome to Who Comma Is on the Athletic Podcast Network. Turned it on and I heard Shaq with the barbs. Like the most in his braggadocio, I was transported right back into it. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I rap better than shit. David, David Aldridge. Aldridge. Oh, he's totally playing. Him. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he yes. got their lungs out in front of everybody on TV. Michael was not your friend. It was popping in there. So the Chicago and Detroit stuff, that was real. That was real. I mean, God forbid we don't have scholarship money to can't pay for the charters for the water polo <laughs> in <laughs> Iowa. Hoops Iowa. Adjacent. Welcome to Hoops Five, adjacent. four. We have ignition. Anyway, let's talk basketball, man. That's a kind of odd transition, but that's what we do here. We talk about everything. Um, and I wanted y'all on to talk about the draft. So let's let's kick it right now. Um, let me get the – I'm trying to get the first 10 picks up because I don't have a memorized. I know the first – well, wait a minute. I do know the first – 
the first five. So Minnesota's one, Golden State's two, Charlotte is three, uh, Chicago is four, and Cleveland is five. Atlanta is six. Is New York seven or eight? Detroit seven, New York's eight, Washington's nine, and Phoenix is ten. I do know the top ten. Okay. So we don't know which CAA player the Knicks are going to take, <laughs> whoever's available, <laughs> if it's going to be Toppin or Tyrese Halliburton or whoever it's going to be. That's hilarious. Um, but it'll be probably be one of them. Um, but, John, let's start with, with your guys. I mean, there's a lot of the last couple of uh, weeks, the last few days, actually, uh, a lot of chatter about LaMelo Ball, uh, our John Hollinger did his mock draft. I think Gavoni did his mock draft, and they both had the same thing. Um, look, what are you hearing? And and I know you've written this, that that may not be the best fit for the current roster of the Timberwolves, yeah. <laughs> if, they, if they keep the pick. <laughs> right, yeah. And so I, I think there's a couple of ways to start. One is um, that absolutely the Wolves are entertaining – and pursuing possibilities to trade out of it. Uh, Charlotte at three is a big possibility. Uh, they're kind of combing the rest of the league to see what, uh, you know, what other things they might be able to get to um, to get out of number one, right. pick up an asset or two, and 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 still get a guy they like further down the the board. Um, in the absence of that, um, I I believe that. Anthony Edwards from Georgia is certainly a better fit for what they have already. And, you know, you can make the argument that, Hey, if you're drafting at number one overall and you, you won 19 games last year, the last thing you should be looking at is fit. But I do think that Edwards has upside um, and that could eventually emerge if they are able to, to develop him into an all-star caliber talent at shooting guard. And so then you have D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. That could be a really good kind of trio uh, eventually years down the road here. But there is a lot of steam, I think, externally, guys, with, you know, I've had, I've talked to other teams around the league. I've talked to agents and and people and, and there is real steam that the Wolves like LaMelo Ball. They like his playmaking mm. they like his size they, you know, they want multiple ball handlers in the backcourt for their offense. So he, they think that he and Russell would work well together. I am of the mind that both LaMelo Ball and D'Angelo Russell really want the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so I just don't know that that is the greatest fit. Right. Um, and, you know, they, you know, we've seen D'Angelo in Golden State kind of move off the ball a little bit. And Marcus can probably talk talk about this a little bit more but uh, I think D'Angelo Russell wants to be on the ball and so that would be the thing that they have to figure out and so I still think that you know if I had to pick today and and I would and and I had to guess which way they would go I think it's Edwards myself but there is a lot of steam around the mellow ball right now I mean, well, so, go, go ahead, Waz. No, because last week it sounded like, and, and I wanted to ask both of you guys this because you guys talk to so many people, people that you trust. But last week there seemed to be so much talk about Anthony Edwards being clearly the pick, right? Um, especially after his workout and all of this, and he's wowing people with athleticism and all of this stuff. And then this week we get the reports or rumors or whispers or whatever euphemism we're using for outright lies now 
um, we get uh, Wiseman's the guy. The Wolves really want Wiseman. And the reason why I ask you that is because, one, to me, if they really want this kid, that is the biggest slap in the face repudiation of their alleged franchise player, Carl Anthony Towns, right? Because if you draft another center at the number one pick, it means you don't think Carl Towns is a center. Like, there's no real way to, you know, to to, to sort of um, say it any other way. Like, if you say it's either you think Carl Towns can hold down a team, be a center, be the defensive anchor, or you don't. And two, um, the reason why I bring all of that up, and I'm freaking rambling, but, like, how do you guys trust anything <laughs> that you're hearing this time of year right, when it's right. obvious that people are just straight up just, lying, just lying to you? Lying their asses They're lying. Off. <laughs> They're yeah. lying. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, I mean, I think that what I do is you lean on long-term relationships that you've right. built over years and years. Yep. All, but you also know all the time that even some of your most trusted sources have agendas for what they're telling you. And so you have to kind of gain a big sample size of opinion, of, of intelligence and put it all together to try and, and, and get some sort of consensus uh, about it. Um, but I, I do take all of it with a grain of salt. That's why the Wiseman stuff reeks to me of smokescreen. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if you put yourself in the Timberwolves shoes, you know, um, you see the Warriors were right behind you are playing plenty of games themselves with the leaking and, <laughs> and kind of throwing stuff out there. And I think that the Wolves, if they want to maximize their value with that number one pick in a trade, most people believe that it's going to be a team that moves up to get Wiseman. Um, now the Warriors are putting out there maybe that, that hey, they actually really like Anthony Edwards after all, to, to mess with the Timberwolves a little bit um, that way. And so, you know, I think that I, I don't think that Wiseman is a big option for them at number one to keep and develop. I just I, I don't think that number one, they believe in towns. They think that he is a franchise player. Number two, Wiseman wants to go somewhere where he can be featured. And that would not be Minnesota. And, um, and, and I just think that, you know, you could say that, yeah, you put them both together and maybe towns with the shooting can play the four a little bit and do that, but that's not going to work defensively. And the wolves want to play a little bit smaller and sleeker. So they're not going to play two bigs together. So all of that conspires to say, I think the Wiseman stuff to the wolves is not something that I'm putting a whole lot of credence into right now. I don't believe it either, but. I also don't believe ball because if they look, you know better right. than I, John. They're one of the worst defensive teams ever. <laughs> like not yes. just this year, like ever. You know what I mean? So they Lamelo Ball is is a horrible defensive player. Horrible, not not bad, not mediocre, not no horrible defensively. So how can you pick a guy like that one if you're trying to at least try to play better defense going forward? Yeah, that I mean, that's a huge question. I think when you talk to some talent evaluators, the one thing that they say is, well, you know, Lamelo is six seven, and he can rebound pretty well, and yeah, so we true. think that yeah. there are building blocks there to turn him into at least a a solid defender. Maybe not, you know, Patrick Beverly, but certainly they there there is some hope 
and some prayer that he could eventually develop on that side of the court and give you more than certainly what he has shown to this point. But with D'Angelo Russell, who is not a defender, um, with Carl Anthony Towns, who needs to get better defensively, I think he has more potential. But I think D'Angelo is just to get anything out of him defensively would be um, a surprise. And so you need you need some stout defensive type of presence along with them. And LaMelo Ball does not project to be that. Here's the other thing. At, he's a, an unbelievable passer. There's no question. Great so it passer. would be very yes. would be very fun to watch Russell and Ball and Towns can pass it too, kind of zip the ball all, all over the court. I think that is intriguing. But Ball is not a shooter. And what the Wolves need as much as anything is they need outside shooting because they are playing that Rockets offense of heavy, you know, lots of threes, threes, and more threes. And, and so, you know, you got Russ or ball who comes in, you know, under 30% uh, from, from the perimeter. That's something that would be a concern as well. Shot selection, you know, all of that stuff conspires against this guy. Now, maybe he grows into it. He's just a young kid. He's been all over the world. He has a high IQ. Maybe he figures all of this stuff out, but there just, there is a lot that you have to work through to get yourself to say, this is the right player not just at number one but for this team and where this team wants to go all right so john i want to i'm i'm curious about the wolves as well because they gave up stuff for d'angelo russell who you know i'm somebody who's like this guy played good basketball for two and a half months of his life and you know he's treated like the next magic johnson it feels like um on certain times so i'm wondering what are the what do the wolves think they are as a team like, do they really think there's some type of maybe eighth seed, seventh seed? Do they recognize that they're still rebuilding, like, like, like a hundred percent rebuilding? What's the vibe of what they think this team is supposed to be this season? Yeah, I think that um, they're they're going into this pragmatically for for this upcoming season. I mean, you look around the rest of the West, and it's like it's a bloodbath. Like, who 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 is getting worse in the West? And the Wolves are already with the second worst record last season. So they know that it's going to be a slog to get, you know, into the playoff conversation this upcoming season. Uh, But I do believe that they are on a track and on a plan that going into 2021, 2022, when Towns is in the third year of his contract extension, that that's when it's time to make the real move. Like that's when it's time to say, okay, we got to be able to show that we're ready to be in the conversation in the Western conference and really making a move forward. Now that said, they still think this upcoming season is very big for them because they have really staked their plan on Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell, you know, two individually very talented players who outside of Russell's one season in Brooklyn and Towns is one season with Jimmy Butler, they haven't won a whole lot. And so uh, th- there, there's something to kind of be proven this season to see just how that pairing works together and take a look and see if like they have the building blocks to say, okay, we just need a few more tweaks around the edges of this to put us where we want to go as opposed to 
really looking at it and being like, oh man, uh, I, you know, we're going to need, you know, more heavy artillery if, if we're going to do this. And so it's going to be a big evaluation season for that pairing as a, 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 as one, as a duo that can really compete with, you know, Dallas and Phoenix and, uh, Memphis and a lot of the teams sort of jockeying in the six to 10 range because that's where they're going to have to eventually go. I wonder about that because they've only got, I think, well, James Johnson, I guess, has a player option for this coming season, which I assume he will, he will exercise. Right. So, I mean, yeah. So he comes off, but other than that, it's not, there's not a whole lot coming off of their cap for 2021. They think they're going to be a player in free agency or is it the trade route? What are they thinking the bet, how they're going to add to the talent pool? Yeah, I think it's definitely more on the trade route. Um, you know, with when you have two max guys, you know, Towns right, and Russell, right. that eats up a whole big portion of your cap. So um, the, you know, they have Gerson Rosas and Sachin Gupta, who are kind of leading the front office, and really they are kind of from that Houston school. They yeah. want to kind of go into the think tank and come up with these extravagant four team trades to reinvent their roster and they believe that they can do that. So I think that you know, that's the, that's the plan for, um, for, you know, kind of supplementing this roster going forward. But that's also why there's so much pressure on this draft for them, whether they end up keeping number one and, and 17 and, and, and drafting players with those picks, or if they package those, those picks, to trade for veterans or however they do it, like they have to maximize the, the opportunity here next week because next year they traded, you know, their top three protected first round pick to golden state for Russell um, and to get off of Wiggins. And so it, this is kind of like one of the, the last golden opportunities they have from a drafting standpoint to really bring in high end talent. And so they've got to find a way to do that, whether it is making that pick or, or, or sending it uh, in a package for somebody else. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily with 24 seven us based live customer service from discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep. You heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do. So great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. Marcus, we've been getting ever since the 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 Warriors basically obtained this pick, we've been getting not obtained, but you know, since they it was apparent that their season was going to go in the toilet because of injuries to their best players. Um, there was an idea that this pick would be a quote-unquote asset. Like, they wouldn't draft some 
the next whatever guy that's going to play next to Clay and Steph or whatever, that they're going to try to fill out the team with this big, try to land a superstar, maybe a Bradley Beal, blah, 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 blah. And again, because it's silly season, we're getting the, well, actually, the Warriors want to make, you know, <laughs> Wiseman into their franchise center. You know, um, what's your sense about what the Warriors actually, like, what would they actually want to do? Wouldn't it be to trade for, like, a Bradley Beal or something? Draft pick. Oh, I, they definitely want to trade the pick and, and get a star. <laughs> like that's right. that's no question. I mean, the, the, for sheer financial reasons, they'd rather do that because, I mean, the Chase Center is man. The eighty percent of their money comes from ticket sales. Chase Center was supposed to be this huge cash cow, and it will, it was, and it will be right, but. Like this wasn't a place for eight eight seed. <laughs> right, you know right, we were, right. We were, they were expecting KD, Steph, Clay, Draymond. You know, right for a minute. So <laughs> yeah, so if they can recreate that, they take that in a heartbeat. I mean, that's just how they are. Uh, the tricky part about the Warriors is they need somebody who can help them now and maximize the prime of Steph, Clay, and right. Draymond. Yeah, and yeah. they need somebody who can like take the baton when those dudes start fading down. That's what so, I was, I was wondering about that Marcus. Like how did they view it? Like, cause you know, everybody's been, been circling Giannis for them for a minute, you know, like they're going to be all in and I'm like, how are they going to do that? Don't worry about it. We're going to get it done. Um, but if it's, if, if it's not Giannis for one, whatever reason, like, do you take a Wiseman who could grow into maybe being that star that can sell some tickets down the road or do you go all in for the guy that you know is a star now, whoever that is? Yeah, if they, I think if they could go all in, they do. And I do think some of this draft talk out of the Warriors camp is to, you know, hype the pick. Yeah. Keep in mind, as 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 John said, they got Minnesota's pick next year, right. which uh, they think will be pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> and they're probably right. <laughs> but... But, you know, so they've kind of got two ways to skin this cat. And yeah. the thing that's interesting now, which might be in play, especially since the league um, just basically benefited all the the rich teams by decreasing the tax penalty, uh, they might be able to draft a guy now, sign somebody with that $17 million exception, and then use next year's pick from a draft that's supposed to be so much better. Right. Probably looks really sexy now and use that pick to get something. The question is, what's available right now? I don't know that they're... They need, like, the perfect guy is a 24-, 25-year-old star Hmm. who can come in and fit with Steph Clay and Draymond and then take over when those dudes fade. Like, who is that? It's like... It's like three players in history. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know who that guy... I mean, Giannis is the guy, right? Right. Giannis right. is that guy... Joel Embiid is that guy. These these dudes just aren't available like that uh, in many ways. So uh, I I'm looking at who they could take. Man, look, you know who you know who I keep hearing they think is just super talented is Lamelo. I think that's kind of running around to to all these teams. There's yeah. something about Lamelo that is that is sexy in this draft situation where people are like, man, I don't, he's you know he's like that. Uh, He's like that scrub who 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 women will look at and be like, man, if I could just clean him up, you know what I'm saying? if I could do this, man, yeah. And and you know, you get the sense from talking to people who have actually scouted a lot of these guys is that Lamelo presents the most tantalizing, 
you know, um, sort of combination of not just he's big, he's got size and he's got athleticism, but he has a feel for the game, right? Like Anthony Edwards is an explosive athlete, but he doesn't have the playmaking and the passing and right. just a feel for the game, the natural feel that LaMelo possesses. So people feel like he's the highest upside guy, but, you know, the jump shot wasn't there. Um, a lot of people were unimpressed by his, like, just inability to play hard every day yeah. in Australia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, people people have their eyebrows raised by that. But part of me is just, like, he's a young kid and what he well, knows to be a freaking Z-League. Okay. I, I, I can't be mad at him but for the, that. But the problem, and he know he a star, too, right? So yeah, he's but like, what the fuck Whoa, 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 whoa. Star for what? <laughs> Nope. Oh, what is what is He's a star. Yeah, what does that you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't matter. He's where, a star. Where, where has he been a star. a star? Was he a star in Lithuania and I didn't notice it? Was he a star on <laughs> a terrible team in Australia that, that didn't do anything? Not, it, you do not have to be a star outside of your mind. It's different. Like, you look, can just be a star. It can be. Look, and that's look, it. It's fine. That if, you are for, if you're a big man and you want to be that guy, okay, fine. Big men take longer. I'll wait. But when you're supposed to be the point guard today, tonight, and you're supposed to get guys in the right spots and pass the ball to them where they like it and and, and get everybody in the offense and be the and be the head of the spear on defense, oh Lord, no. That's where I think attitude matters, right? Yeah. That's where I think it well, will come yeah, down to yeah. sense because in many ways that makes them perfect for the Warriors, right? Like he's not the point guard now. <laughs> right, know, well, that's true. Point. Right, 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 right. Yeah. But yes, the question yes. is, how does he handle it? Right. Like, right. how does he handle coming off the bench with Jordan Poole? Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. right. <laughs> if you, talk, if yeah. you think you're a star, that might right. be tough. Right. Well, the other part of it that I think everyone is looking at, especially the Wolves and the Warriors, if you take LaMelo, it's, it could be a chess match, right? Because you take him and maybe you play with, you, you keep them early. But down the road, right now, the Wolves don't believe they can get Devin Booker in a trade. Right. But if, you know, six months down the road, if next year comes around, there, there, there's a door that opens for Devin Booker. Now you have the, a, a kind of a headlining type of a player Absolutely. that you can yeah. include yeah. in a package you know, have the value. Warriors and Giannis. You have you know? yep. Yeah. yeah. Stuff See, like that. So that's But won't, that's the, won't these Team Wolves do just join a fraternity? Like do they have to play together? Like this whole like <laughs> tell them to go pledge. It's hilarious because you know and, and players we know, especially active ones, make the worst GMs. Um just just the idea of Devin Booker and D'Angelo Russell and Carl Anthony Challenge trying to figure out how to share a ball is that is <laughs> See, to, that. it also works yeah. against them that everybody knows that these dudes are best friends and they want to play each other. Right, 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 right. right, right. Makes like, it hard like, to okay, you want Devin Booker. If you Phoenix, yeah, give me I know you kind of gotta do this. Because right. your two stars want it, like right. yeah, but hurts, I thought, but that's the old. That's the old. Uh, it comes. This always make drives me crazy when people talk about trades. Phoenix got you know they have a superstar player. They're clearly their right. best player. The guy that they can build a franchise around and potentially do something in the next five to seven years. And everybody's like, eh, just trade him for you know this and that and the third. Yeah, that, trade that, trade yeah. my trade my fourth best player for your best player. Why would I do that if I was Phoenix? <laughs> 
Yeah, he'd have to go Jimmy money. Butler on it. Yeah, yeah. And, the funny, and the funny thing is, I don't know that there's a player in this draft that anybody thinks is going to be as good as Devin Booker is no right way. now. Right. No way. Right. <laughs> not, not exactly. Exactly. Like, no, I'm not, not going to sit Booker here and Booker is the point of this. tanking. I'm yeah. not. I'm not gonna take all this Tyler Halliburton shade. Like, come on, Tyler. <laughs> is that is that Tyrese? Your, is that your Tyrese? Oh, I didn't even get his name I'll, right. Tyrese his, Halliburton. Yeah, get his name right. Damn. No, I like him a lot. And that that actually nah, he, leads he, me. He ain't Devin Booker. No, he's not Devin Booker. Let me, like, but that just does lead me to. I was gonna. Add, I wanted to hear from both of y'all. Is there any player that people aren't talking about that you think is a possibility or at least a good fit if they kept the pick? Like, is it Halliburton? Is it is it Tappan? You know, is it is it uh, Anthony Killian Hayes? Killian Hayes? Like Anthony Edwards is in that mix, so you can't use him. And obviously, we've talked about Lamelo and we've talked about Wiseman. Other than those three, is there anybody that you think hmm, that would make sense? Or hmm, I've heard they like him a lot. My guy that for the Wolves, I think, is Tyrese Halliburton. Um, if you look at what Lamelo is or what they project him to be. And then you put Halliburton right next to him. I, th- I think there's a lot of qualities that you might like in Halliburton a little bit more. Now, it doesn't mean that he is maybe quite the passer that LaMelo is. I think LaMelo is on another level that way. But uh, in terms of he's a better shooter than LaMelo, it's a funky shot, but it goes in uh, from a percentage basis. So that fits better with what the Wolves want. And if they want some sort of playmaking guard, next to Russell in the backcourt. Uh, I think that that is a guy they could trade back uh, a couple of spots and still take and fit in. The other guy that I would watch very closely um, if they move back a few spots is Okongwu from, from USC, the big man, because uh, don't, uh, don't hurt the they, wizards like that. They, yeah, <laughs> they, he's versatile want, they want him to fall to nine. <laughs> yeah. He's versatile enough. You can put him next to towns. And just from a defensive standpoint, you hear out of bio comparisons and and his IQ, his his kind of intensity that he brings. You know, those are those are two guys that I would watch closely for the Wolves if they decide to move back or kind of, you know, throw a curveball in there um, and, and don't go with one of those top three guys that have always been you know linked to them for the past four or five months. I hate, I hate to break this to the Wizards, right? Yeah, uh, you didn't get past two. I was I was I was gonna say a Kongu too. Like yeah. I just he everything about him fits except for he's not as tall as right. Wiseman, right? And you know they got enough six nine guys. I do think the the part about Wiseman is that he's an actual seven footer, right? Yeah, right. But a Kongu fits everything else, right? He fits everything else, and I'm not hearing anything about him. Right. which is like oh man hold on right right that's Same a red flag up. yeah 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 it's a red flag this dude's <laughs> too good to not be mentioned i think isaac okoro is another guy uh like if if they like edwards you know isaac okoro might be the light version i don't think they'll take these dudes at two though i think like it's like oh if there's a chance to move down right then they they'd feel as good because he's an exceptional athlete you know he's got he's, he's a good def- really good defender and that matters so I know Kerr wants size. I know he wants athleticism, and shooting is a must. So a Congo makes a lot of sense, and I, I think, I think we got to put Denny on the list. 
Yeah, okay. Dimi Vija. I think we got to put him on the list. Mm-hmm. He's one of them guys. who's like, ah, yeah, we we saw him. Yeah, we like him. It's like, come on, you you underselling this a little bit. <laughs> and, we, and we know the Warriors love their. Uh, we they they love their uh, their international their, uh, coffee. <laughs> yeah, their international players, right? You know, they love to get. They still try to make smileage each work. So. <laughs> right, right, right. No, that makes that makes sense. That, that definitely makes sense. I think there's going to be several trades. I just have a feeling. You know, I mean, how wizards is that though? Like looking up at a dude who's number three and be like, "Oh, I hope he falls to us." Like, well, it was he was supposed to be there. He's supposed to be there like two weeks ago, and then all of a sudden, everybody got hyped on him, and now he's like, Okongu's "Now he's a top three pick." <laughs> you know, so. or his, now now he's gonna fall to him, and they're gonna pass him. Like, why didn't they? Why didn't they take him? Something must be wrong. With him. <laughs> they would love to take him. They would. I think they will try to move up. I think Dallas is trying to move up. I think Detroit's trying to move up. So I think there's a lot of teams that are in in the hunt of of trying to move up to get the guy that they like because I don't think this is a as much as people say. Well, it does, there's no difference. Yeah, there's a difference. There's guys that you like <laughs> that you want to get because if you don't get them, then there is no difference, right? Then you're just taking the next best guy on your list. So. Discover the latest collections from David Yerman, as seen recently, styled on basketball stars like Jaime Jaquez, Jalen Green, D'Angelo Russell, and others. David Yerman is a celebrated American jewelry company inspired by the beauty of art, architecture, and the natural world. The story of David Yerman begins in New York City, with David, a sculptor, and his wife Sybil, a painter and ceramicist. When the artists began collaborating, their goal was to simply make beautiful designed objects to wear. Over 40 years later, the Yermans and their son Evan continue to redefine American luxury jewelry with timeless modern collections for women and men defined by inspiration, innovation, consummate craftsmanship, and cable, the brand's artistic signature. David Yerman's collections are available on davidyerman.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. So, guys, um, we, we found out yesterday, hilariously, that NBA free agency is starting <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> Everybody's reaction on Twitter was just like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, huh? This is not how people generally are used to doing free agency, right? right? Like, the finals end, we do the draft stuff, which is always working in concert with free agency. It's like... Teams are trading picks and making yeah. moves and making room and doing right. all of this stuff. And free agency felt like it just got sprung up on people. But, you know, especially with Golden State, who, as Marcus mentioned earlier, absolutely is intent on putting out a good team, if not great, a, a dope product. Um, what type of guys are they targeting in the offseason with stuff like the mid-level or the mini-mid-level or they you know, the that, few they got that trade that they exception. available to they, them. They got the trade and the exception. Trade, the, the trade exception because, yeah. let's face it, man, they have Draymond, Steph, Clay, and Andrew Wiggins. I'm not going to do the Wiggins thing today. He's an NBA rotational player. He might be an overpaid <laughs> hey, hey, one. Come on. Don't <laughs> he might be an overpaid one, but he's an NBA rotational player. So that's four, that's four NBA rotational players, um, Marcus, 
What what other what other type of guys are they looking at to target this offseason? Because they got to fill out this roster. Can I tell you who who, who I I'd love to get? I, like number one, they'd love to get like a Serge Ibaka if somehow they could get him for seventeen million. If he's like perfect. sure, I'll play on the winner, right? He, yeah. Right, right, right. You know the guy who I I I think is perfect, and they probably won't get him because I, I I'd love him is Kelly Oubre. I think that's a he would be ideal for that seventeen million dollars. Huh. They, they need they need wings. They need athleticism. They yeah. need defenders. They lost they lost all their wings. Right. That was the problem. They lost they lost Andre Iguodala. They lost Kevin Durant. They lost Clay Thompson. Right. So they, Clay, yep. they lost Sean Livingston. They, they they need to restock their wings. They need to. I mean, you're good. You got to be LeBron. The message is the bottom line. You got to beat LeBron. You got to right. beat Anthony Davis. Right. They like they like Draymond matching up against Anthony Davis, especially if they could get another big who can help them with that. Who, yeah. who who they got? Who they got for LeBron? Not that anybody's going to stop LeBron, but you got to guard him. You have to put somebody in front of him. <laughs> right, right, right. You got to have somebody in front of him. <laughs> right. Whatever he wants. They, I, it's it's interesting he's that crazy you too. A- I like that he's crazy like that. Like Kelly Oubre is no, nuts. You know and what? He's somebody who's nuts. You know what? Why is Kelly Oubre always in a trade though? I'm I'm really curious as to why, because he seems like an ideal bit um wing, especially when you have established yourself to have like sort of shot creators and right. ball handlers and playmakers. Like he seems like the perfect complementary piece around, you know, a possession eating type of superstar player. Why is he always rumored to be on the move or actually yeah, on the yeah. move? Well, see, that's, yeah, well, I can, you know, I can tell you when he was here, you know, they would have, they loved Kelly Oubre. They love what he brought, all the stuff that you talked about, Marcus. Um, but it was just, I don't know if it was immaturity, whatever you want to call it. It was just a feeling that he just was not locked in as much as he needed to be locked in. And I don't know if that's still the case in Phoenix or if it's just a financial thing. It might be, you know, you never know. Um, so, but I look, the, when you mention that name, I, my initial reaction was, oh, hell no. But then when you, st- but then it actually, like, yeah. actually would make some sense. That actually would <laughs> yeah. make some sense. He could actually help them a lot. Actually, if, if um, you know, and being in a, in a winning organization, that's the other thing that he's never been a part of in the NBA. Well, the other, with the Wizards, they were starting to win. Um, But, you know, Golden State obviously has a different pedigree in terms of winning. And maybe they could get him to kind of focus all the time. And he could help them. Yes, yes. He definitely could help them. Absolutely. I think it helps a lot that he shot. He improved to like 35% from three. He can shoot it. He can shoot the three. He can make the three. I saw, you know, he is not a... He's not a bad shooter. He's not great, but he's and, not and bad. You've got to realize, like the the, the quality of three point looks that you get when you're playing next to Steph Curry and Klay Thompson, because the defense is so keyed on right. not sure. letting those sure. guys let it fly. You're getting great looks. You're getting those Rajon Rondo walking to a threes. wide open practice, yeah, practice three. Threes. And yeah. listen, sure. like Lawaz, you're so right, and I'm telling you, of of vital importance. Is you cannot be scared. Yeah, we've seen so many dudes who are shooters. Yeah, come play with Steph and Clay, and now they're like, "Should I be the one shooting?" <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> and, they, and they don't shoot like that. Nick right. Young, like we've seen all these dudes. Omri Caspi, uh, Quinn Cook. You know, he had to learn how to do. Like it's 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 a different kind of pressure when you know two of the greatest shooters of all time are on the court. 
and you're wide open. Well, like, you, you got to have a different mindset. And I think that matters. I think that dude, Kelly just don't seem like he's scared of nothing. No, he's not. Like, they've seen him walk in swinging. <laughs> like, he's not. So, he's not. like, that that matters. Now, I'll tell you, another guy's not scared. Now, if you want to talk about your two those two lottery picks and another player for for another shooter in Washington, come holler at your boy is what I'm saying. You know, They got a guy in Washington that's not afraid to shoot now and can put the ball on the floor and rebounds pretty well and is an all-star. Just come holler at your boy is what I'm saying. I'm saying. That's like $50 million. On, no, that's like $70 million on the same position. <laughs> we got $70 million one of them, worth of two one, cars. One of them can that luxury three. tax break was nice, but not that nice. No, it's yeah. not that nice. All right. No, you're right. You're right. And also, and also, DA, like, didn't you remember with the extension, Bradley Bill and the Wizards are committed to each other for the long term? I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're committed, guys. Come uh, on. No. I forgot about that. Yeah, right, right. Nothing but love. <laughs> Nothing but love. <laughs> On this 28-win team, nothing but love. <laughs> you know what? Can I ask John a question? I got a question for for my man. Sure, sure, uh, sure. Go ahead. I wonder how 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 do the Timberwolves are uh, how are they approaching this? I, first off, I couldn't believe they made the trade, but and both of them walked away feeling like they hustled the other, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> the the Warriors are like, we got a first round pick for this guy. Wow. And, you know, Minnesota's like, all we had to give up was the first round pick. Right. So, <laughs> right. Like, how, how, are, how does Minnesota view this kind of rivalry? I don't know what it is. There's a weird yeah. thing between the Warriors and Timberwolves that date back to them passing on staff, right? Like, like, this is interesting that now they're one, two, and then next year they're engaged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, there's definitely, you know, obviously there's no rivalry on the court because the Warriors are the class of the league and the Wolves are where they are. But there's like this little uh, angst between the two franchises, I think, with just, you know, you see kind of the gamesmanship that happened around the Russell deal um, when it was executed and, you know, the Warriors and the positions that they were taking and leaking public publicly and then you know, the wolves kind of having to sit back and, and, and take it and, and bide their time. And then I think, I think that the warriors were probably a little bit miffed that the wolves puffed their chests out a little bit after getting Russell and said, see, you know, we stuck to our guns and we got the guy and, and we told you we would get him and, and all of these things. And so there's like a, a, for sure, a rivalry between the two front offices. And I, you know, I, I know that it is not going unnoticed right now here locally that the Warriors are taking liberties with leaking all this different stuff to try and mess with what the Wolves are doing right ahead of them. And, and Absolutely. so, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is it. And, and I think that, you know, the, the Wolves know they can't say too much because the Warriors have all these titles and, and they have the pedigree to back up their bravado. But um, the Wolves are just kind of looking at this like, man, these guys aren't – they didn't invent the game like like they carry themselves as. And we're going to be just fine, and and we're going to go toe-to-toe with them and not back down. And so um, that's definitely been the undercurrent here uh, over really the last year or so with these, with these two front offices. And then, I mean, when you look at it from their perspective, as you were saying, Marcus, like they feel like, Hey, not only did we get off of Andrew Wiggins, 
who it was clear was not working here with towns. Like we were going nowhere with the towns Wiggins duo, but we got a guy in Russell who we think is going to not be James Harden, obviously, but they think that they're going to empower this dude and he's going to come in and be able to do things that he hasn't done so far and, and really blossom. And there's, putting a lot of eggs in that basket. We'll see if it works out, but they're very much of the belief that a Russell, the Russell towns pairing is just a ton better for them than Wiggins towns was, but then B they think that, you know, Hey, people have forgotten how good Carl Anthony towns is. And he was injured a lot last year. He went through the stuff with his mom and they think that coming back this year, he's really going to show people and that they're going to surprise some people. Again, there's plenty of doubts. They have to show all of that, but there's definitely an edge that they carry into this knowing that they've been kind of kicked while they've been down for, for quite a while here. If anything, they got rid of Wiggins, you know, that's like, it. <laughs> yeah. Like, like it that's what they could puff their chest out about is like, that wasn't working. He was supposed to be, our Scotty Pippen, yep. <laughs> and it just never happened for him there. And you know, um, Glenn Taylor gave him <laughs> gave him a max contract mm-hmm. on a handshake. Like you're gonna improve, aren't you, young Andrew? And you right. know that was that just never happened. And so hey, you can't well, be just, mad at that deal. No, on that too. Like you know, getting back to it, like you know how upset. <laughs> It not it just gets under the skin of people around here, including Wolves fans, especially. But I think even internally in the organization, when Wiggins first landed out there in Golden State and had like one good game, and all of a sudden it was, oh, look at the savvy Warriors! They've pulled <laughs> the wool over the Wolves' eyes, and you know, and boy, they fleeced them. And everyone back here is saying, yeah, just wait, okay? Let's yeah. just. You know, let's just see what happens. Yes. And, 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 just and, you know, he, he wasn't so. in his, And even last year, because Steph was hurt, it's not like he was playing his real role for the team, what it would ultimately be, which Marcus, I always assume, would be an overqualified Harry Barnes, right? Like in 2016. Like, Maybe just, an offensively Maybe. better. An, an offensively yeah. better Harrison Barnes. Right. I, I think I think it's, it's really interesting. Like, Warriors are super high on Wiggins, right? They yeah. feel like... They feel like they've got a gym that Minnesota didn't know what to do with, right? And and the reason they think so is because he is just like a core piece. He's not a he's not a franchise savior. And you might say, "Yo, that's a lot of money, right, <laughs> for your fourth best player." <laughs> but you know, you know, Joe Lacob, you know, the Warriors are the like. NBA version of the Jermaine Dupree Jay Z video, right? Like it's all money ain't a thing, right? <laughs> the top down screaming out, right? So they're like, yeah, we'll pay, we'll pay thirty million dollars for what costs fifteen because that's what we do. It's not that big of a deal to us, but it's also, I mean, to be fair, it is also maximizing Steph. It's all about maximizing Steph, Clay, Draymond. So if you got to pay a little bit extra to maximize that, they'll do that. So they definitely, I remember writing like, yo, Warriors got a little hustled on this one. Mm-hmm. And woo, they were, <laughs> let me tell you. They're a little, little funky about that. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, woo, boy, they came for me. They, they came for me. <laughs> I was like, yo, I mean, if you Andrew Wiggins, right, you better play the best ball of your life because they are literally 
I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, where's everybody, anybody going out for ride for Wiggins like that? Right, right, You know what I'm saying? Where's everybody be like, yo, Wiggins is my guy. Say something else. Say something else. You know what I'm saying? Like, man, you got to be feeling good out here. Oh, him. Let's let's wrap it up with this. What, John, what do you think? What do you think your squad does? Marcus, what do you think your squad does? I'm sticking with it. Uh, DA, if, if they can't make a trade, and I'm looking at Charlotte at three to start, but yeah. if they stay at number one, uh, I, I'm going with Anthony Edwards. I know there's a lot of LaMelo Ball steam. I think in the end, they're going to look at upside for Edwards and fit and all those things and, and go that route. So that's that's my pick. This is going to get interesting, uh, especially because, you know, the, the, what the Warriors do is contingent on what happens is number one. Yeah. But if somebody like Charlotte jumps and takes Wiseman, I think that's going to make it really interesting. I think they're expecting uh, Edwards to be off the board. Right. This is just like, you know, I think they're expecting Edwards to be off the board and they got the choice between Wiseman and Melo, mm-hmm. which, you know, I think if Steve Kerr has as much clout as I think, like he's getting, yeah. <laughs> it'll be wild, right? Yeah, yeah. Steve Kerr's like, stop giving me these six nine centers, yo. Right. I need a real big man. Yeah. No. So, uh, but if Wiseman's off the board, now you're trying to judge between a six four, two guard who doesn't play defense and a six seven point guard who doesn't play defense, and that's, right. I think it's mellow at that point. Mm, okay. I think it's mellow at that point. But I'm with I'm with uh, John. If if there's a chance to trade and get somebody who can help right now. I think they do it. I think they take that in a heartbeat. Okay. Gentlemen, it's been great. This was awesome. I wish we, let's do this more often. Just yakking. I love it. It's, For sure. Uh, yeah, this was great. Appreciate all of y'all listening. Uh, leave that five-star review on Apple, on the other podcast uh, stream options that you have. If you hear this show, we love all the good feedback as always. Enjoy this last crazy week before the draft, which I can't believe I'm saying is going to be next week, which is insane, but it is. So that's what that's what we got to do. The draft is next week. I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> it's hard to believe. Later. All right. All right, lady, y'all. All right, guys. All right. Yeah, that As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 